Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire of him in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Psalms chapter 27 verses 4 through 6. In the time that this was written by David, to be in the presence of God, one had to be in the house of God, the tabernacle. But now, because of what Christ did for us, we ourselves have become the very house of God. And we can rest in the joy of his presence anywhere and at any time. What David desired, we have. Yet how often do we neglect it? Prayer, praise, worship, proclamation, declaration, dance, all of these things David did, and it pleased the true king. So I assure you of this, my friend, that all of these things still to this day please him. And it ushers in his countenance, his very presence. Whether it be in a pulpit, in your bedroom, in your living room, or in a prayer closet. One of the most amazing things to me is that David wrote this psalm in the midst of a war. He, God's purposes for him, and his whole nation were under attack. But he knew that there was protection. In God's presence. My friend, this is a lesson that we need to grab hold of in this season. Because it's getting cold out. And the wolves are getting restless. So stay close to the fire of God. Stay close to the shepherd of your soul. Stay close to his rod, for it will protect us that we may have peace, rest, and even joy in the midst of attacks. Because if I am with my king, then that is a safe place for me to be, and a very joyous thing indeed. My friend, keep singing, keep praising, keep magnifying the name of the Lord God Almighty. If it's one thing that I have learned through the trials of my life, it's that we can wait out any storm in the joy of the Lord because the harder the winter, the warmer the fire, and the darker the night, the brighter the light, the more that we are unliked, the more we cling to his love and faithfulness toward us. Just don't let bitterness get in and separate you from him. And don't let fear cause you to take actions into your own hands, or you will step out of his timing, position, right standing, and 
protection. Learn this lesson that fear of anything other than God is unbelief. Because in reality, he is the only one who can truly oppose us. For if God be for us, then who can be against us? So get right with God and get in his presence and find peace in the midst of tribulations. As you wait with joyful anticipation for the salvation of the Lord. Psalms chapter 27 verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation, therefore whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? Skipping ahead to verse 6, we continue to read these encouraging words of David when he says, And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou said, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, O yes, Lord, thy face will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me, put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast always been my help, leave me not, neither forsake me. O God of my salvation, when even my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord himself will take me up and teach me his ways. O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses they rise up against me, and such as breathed out cruelties. O Lord, I would have fainted at all of these things, except that I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Therefore wait, O ye weary soul, upon the Lord, and be of good courage, and he will strengthen thine heart. O wait, I say, upon the Lord. It doesn't matter how hard things get. It doesn't matter how boisterous the waves rise up against us. It doesn't matter how intense the darkness. We have a king that overcomes all of it. Jesus said, don't be deceived. Yes, there will be tribulations in the world and hardships, but be of good courage. He says, I have already overcome all of it. There is a resurrection coming. Our king is on the way. There is glory to be delivered by his faithful saints in these last days. There is a work still to be done in the earth and he needs those who are going to show forth his grace in faith as they sing with joy in the midst of the fires of affliction, knowing that our trials are for but only a moment. I love the passage that reminds us that these present afflictions are light in the light of eternity and the glory that shall be revealed in us. O oh God, we thank you that you have chosen us for such a time as this. And we come to you in a time of pressing and uncertainty and shaking, as even Jesus himself did in the Garden of Gethsemane, and pray, Lord, strengthen me. But we know that as long as we stay close to the shepherd, then nothing can get through 
his rod of protection except that he ordains it. So do we keep praising and say, God, open our eyes, tune our ears, purify our heart and cleanse our hands that we might get into position for the destinies of which we have been created. Mighty are the plans and purposes of my God and my King. Amazing are his graces and authorities. Unmatchable is his salvation and deliverance. Unstoppable is his fierce love for us. Therefore is the enemy silenced at the roaring of the lion of the tribe of Judah. As he puts his rod of authority in the hands of his pastures, those humble men and women who have been obedient to lay low and to serve in the unseen places that he's about to raise up into positions of greatness. Those who have loved his appearing, who have found joy and contentment in his presence, will now find protection and power and grace for the hour at hand in the battle for the hearts and souls of man. O Lord, this one thing have we desired of thee, and that we shall continually seek after, that we might dwell in your presence all the days of our life and never stray from it, even for a moment, to behold you in the beauty of your holiness and to inquire of your wisdom and guidance in every situation, just like David. That even in the midst of a war, we would be a light in the darkness, offering the priestly sacrifices of joy and praise and adoration and faith unto our Lord. God, we know the end from the beginning because you have chosen to reveal it to simple men and women. You have laid it out in your scripture that there is a victory on the other end of this Gethsemane, that there is a city coming and a reward for those who are willing to endure, for those who don't walk away from your presence for those who don't cease to seek after your Holy Spirit, for those who don't defile their temple, the house of God that you have built, sparing no expense for it, not even the price of the blood of your own Son, our precious Jesus. Let us never forsake so great a salvation or gift to us, that you have given, that we might be able to come so boldly before your throne of grace and rest in your presence. The word that is translated to pavilion in our opening passage, this place of protection that God says he will be with us, in the original Hebrew is the word suk, which is the root word of the word sukkot, meaning a tent or covering. God himself, as our spiritual husband, will be our covering. In the Hebrew culture, there is such a covering constructed to stand over the bride and the groom when they are united. It is called a hoopah, and it represents God 
being a covering over the union. God promised to be this to all those who choose to come into marriage covenant with him, of which we are now a part of through Jesus. Because that when we take communion with Jesus, just as his disciples did at the last summer, we are agreeing to come into this marriage covenant with him. The last supper was originally the Passover supper. And part of it is a reminder that God promises to protect his bride. And we promise to be faithful, to abide with him, following the leading of his teachings and his spirit. In Psalms chapter 91, starting in verse 1, we read the beauty of this great promise when it says that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, saying so beautifully that he as a spiritual husband will be our covering. It continues that I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. He is my God, and in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Therefore thou shalt not be afraid of the terror that flieth by night, nor of the arrows that fly by day, nor of the pestilence that walketh in darkness, neither for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. For a thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. My friend, this promise can apply to you as long as you abide. But if you choose to disobey the words that he has to say and walk away from him and the covering that he is offering, then there will be no protection from the war that is coming. We see a very sad demonstration of this in Israel when Jesus entered into Jerusalem for the last time before his crucifixion. He had these words to say to them as he wept in Matthew chapter 23, verse 37. And he cried unto them, saying, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chicks under her wings. This is the same language that God promised in Psalms chapter 91, that he would be a covering to us who abide close to him, who stay under the covering in his presence, hearing his voice and following its leading he pleaded this day with Jerusalem and said, I would have gathered your children under my wings, but you would not. Therefore, behold, your house is left unto you desolate. For I say unto you that ye shall not see me henceforth till ye shall say, 
Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. This is a prophecy and a promise that was given by the Lord God Almighty through Jesus. That the Messiah would not return to the people of Israel until they had accepted him and the prophets that he sends with his message. Jesus said that if his words abide or remain in us, then we will abide or remain in him. We have to believe the words that God is speaking. That's where faith begins. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. My friend, get in his presence and diligently seek him. There is a protection in it. Lord, hide us under the shadow of the Almighty, under your wings, in your hoopah. Be our covering. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Dot com.